Senators, senators, I understand you do not want another emperor, but it seems you have been given one. I sympathize with you. I do not want to be an emperor, but it seems I have been chosen one. Perhaps you would take a little moment to sympathize with me. When in Rome, I would suck his dick. Welcome back to episode eight of the Claudius series. I don't know why you keep saying you want to suck people's dicks, Ray. I'm just just, trying to make friends. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Just keep keep it inside your head. Quiet, inside voices, Ray. Inside voices. I'm thinking it right. Stop saying that. I'm thinking it right now. You just... You're weeding people <laughs> out. I? People are listening to this for the first oh, time. That's true. Going, what the Sorry. fuck am I listening to? I thought this was a history Sorry. podcast, Sorry. and it's just some guys talking about sucking dicks. I like to apologize, and I like to make up for it by sucking. So that's not really helping, is it? Sorry. Okay, I'll, I'm going to go get therapy. Anyway, I'm not sucking <laughs> nothing. So, Why don't you play that more often, <laughs> son of a bitch? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's remember what's, why we're here. Okay. In the last episode, uh, Claudius's armies went to Mauritania, northern tip of Africa. Yeah. Just the tip, Ray, just the tip. They just did the tip. That's all they needed. Just kicked the tip. Ass. And uh, they kicked ass there. Now Mauritania is part of the empire. Meanwhile, next year, 43, Claudius's consul, again, his third time as consul. And as I hinted at the end of the last episode... He starts depriving Roman citizenship from various people he thinks don't deserve it. Last episode, you were talking about how the Romans have been just giving out citizenship willy-nilly to people for a while uh, for a whole bunch of reasons, but mostly, you know, to get money. Oh, listen, if you give me tons of money, uh, sure, you can call yourselves Romans. Well, what do I care? Yeah. No skin off my nose. Um, Caligula's decided it's he's he's done a census, as you said, nearly six million people in the empire. He's like this. That's crazy. We've got to start. Uh, we've got to start trimming. Cut him back. Got to, got to trim the yeah. hedges. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have to. Got you got any stories there about people he trimmed it from and wherefore thou he trimmed them? Actual. Hence, why fourth <laughs> something. Actually, the stories that I have will go along with those stories. So, so foreign policy is something that's going to be big to Claudius, and then you can you can uh, talk about the trimming. Um, under Claudius, Rome is going to have his first major expansion since the time of Augustus, and there are territories that he's going to acquire. There's going to ter- there's going to be territories that Rome already has indirectly that are going to be bought, brought directly under Roman rule. There's a uh, Lycia. In 43 in southwestern uh, Asia Minor, which is due east of Rhodes. Uh, Thrace is going to come under direct control, which of course is west of the Bosphorus. Uh, Judea, uh, Noricum, which is a Celtic kingdom, whereas modern day Austria and part of Slovenia. And of course, uh, Pamphylia, which is near Lycia in southwestern Anatolia. So he's going to grab territories, but you're right, at the same time, Rome can have all these territories, but at the same time, you only want so many citizens. You want mostly people who are directly serving you, freedmen, slaves, uh, people who are bringing in raw materials, resources, that kind of stuff. So maybe he does feel the number of actual Roman citizens is getting out of hand. Did you tell the story about the Lycian envoy? No, I did not. 
there was a story about a Lycian envoy who uh, was sent to Rome to ask for some sort of favour. Um, and, and Claudius started asking him questions in Latin when the envoy couldn't answer them because he didn't understand the language. Claudius stripped him of his citizenship on the spot. It's like, if you can't speak the language, motherfucker, you don't deserve to be a Roman citizen. Get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? Yeah, good so speak the he, he takes it away, but he also sometimes uh, sells it. According to Dio, people were bribing Messalina for citizenship, um, and he says that in the early years of Claudius's reign, it cost a fortune to buy it. But then mm. it gradually became cheaper and cheaper as the years went on until, according to Dio, there was a saying that it could be bought for broken pieces of glass. Ooh. That's how little Roman citizenship was worth. Damn. It's supposed to mean something. He also says Messalina sold off military titles, governorships, procuratorships, the monopoly on selling certain products in Rome, so much so that there was a shortage of lots of stuff, not enough supply to meet the demand because one guy stitched up all of the supply of uh, cocaine in the city and uh, yeah, just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get around, didn't have enough corner boys and, uh, you know, prices went up. Because the supply was uh, limited because she was selling off monopolies. Before, there'd been five dealers on every street corner. Right. Now, uh, as one guy got the whole thing stitched up, when you get a monopoly, you can put your prices up. It's a bit bit like the CIA's monopoly on cocaine that they have. Uh, You know, know, it's good. Makes money. Got to keep it that way. Don't want to do anything to disrupt it. Monopolies are good. Good for business. So Claudius had to hold a huge meeting in the campus Martius to fix the prices. Prices were ridiculous. People were paying 5000 sesterci for a, a blowjob. That's not and right. And they're like, well, <laughs> that's, that's not right. That's not, yeah. Can't have that. Yeah. yeah, That's not good basis. Of course, yeah. you were walking around Rome saying... I would suck <laughs> his dick. And people were saying... <laughs> What about what about you know how much for a butt fuck and you said the anus is now closed so <laughs> you know prices for that went hours. up too I guess yeah it always goes up now yes my favorite story is how Messalina uh, she liked to watch was she like uh, Farwell Junior yes <laughs> Messalina was Jerry Farwell Junior. <laughs> Good God. one, yes. Okay, who, who who is she watching? According to Dio, Messalina compelled, in his words, many women to come to the palace and fuck while she and their husbands watched. Did they fuck other women? Did they fuck men? Right. Cassius Dio disappointingly doesn't tell us. I was so Details. close. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so close, and then he didn't finish. Didn't finish um, it Neither did I. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but he goes on to say that Claudius didn't know about it. She was having fuck parties in the palace. Claudius didn't know about it because she set him up 
with an endless supply of handmaidens to fuck. It's a handmaid's <laughs> tale. That's he just had a string of handmaids come in to yeah. fuck. Yeah. I mean, look, if I had a wife that was setting me up with young hotties. Yeah. How mad could you um, get? Yeah. Well, I listen, I would be like, thank you. <laughs> but if I then found out she was having right. like secret lesbian porn shows at the back of the palace and not telling me about it. Oh, that would hurt. But other guys got to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like. Oh, oh, should I be angry? Yeah. I don't know. But I'm too like, tired. Oh, I need a nap. Listen. It just came. Yeah. <laughs> Can't we combine them? Like, right. I come to the lesbian show yeah. and fuck the handmaidens while I'm watching. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we can be smart about this. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. What you do is, like, it's okay. But, anyway, they had yeah. a... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They had a very modern, a very modern marriage, Claudius right. and Messalina. But I have to ask, um, and I know this is just extra- extrapolation in your opinion. Is she manipulating her older husband? Is she just keeping him busy so she can have her fun? Is she like we were saying in a previous episode? Is she fucking a bunch of people to try to make them loyal to her because she's probably thinking about her future and her son once her husband dies? I wonder if is it is it just it. Is she um, not being fair to her husband, who is an older guy? Is it a combination of just trying to get off on her own? Because who wants to fuck an old guy? Heather doesn't. Um, but that's why D'Angelo's here. Or, or, or is it like just several things combined, like also trying to create a, a certain group of men to be loyal to her in case he's ever dead one day? I just wonder what, why she's doing this. Or she's just a big giant perv. And that's fine, too. <laughs> He's not that old. He's your age. He's like 53 at this stage. He's old. Trust not that me. that old. This is like 2,000 years ago or whatever. So, you know, almost, so he's old. Trust me. Well, yes, you're right that we, we've said before she, she wanted to have a bunch of men uh, attached to mm-hmm. her. So if Claudius dies, she has some protection. I don't know what that's got to do with the lesbian shows um, <laughs> or, or women fucking other guys. Un- right. Yeah, unless she was, like, saying to these guys, uh, hey, you want to fuck? And they were like, eh, no, you're Claudius's wife. You're the empress. Probably shouldn't. Probably yeah. not good for my, uh, you know, lifespan. Right. And she was like, well, I'll tell you what, just come to the palace on Wednesday night and watch this show. Yeah. And after they've been watching lesbian show oh. for, you know, for an hour. Ready to go. Then they're ready to go. Yeah. They're ready to go. I'm She's ready She's just go. like. Yeah. She just lines them up, whips their dicks out, and just does them one at a, you know, one at a time. And goes, "Well, fucking, you fucked me now. Yeah. And if I if I tell my husband you're dead, right? So gotcha. uh, you better you better look after me. Do yeah. the right thing. I got photos, hidden cameras in the walls. <laughs> I, I I show your wives. Well, my wife's getting eaten pussy over there. Oh yeah, well that is true. But you know, Still, for- <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I will ruin yeah. you. But she's yeah, inside. Yeah. She's she's inside a room with a one-way mirror. You can see her eating pussy. Oh. She can't see you out here. She doesn't right. know you're here. Watch, you know, it's still not going to work. Anyway. It's a lot of yeah. work. Well, she had a lot of time on her hands, Messalina. <laughs> it's true. She she like she 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 constructed complicated evil plans. Um, speaking of complicated evil plans, Britain, yes, the most evil nation ever to <laughs> roam the earth. Is it? 
Uh, Is it? Eh. I mean, I know they have bad teeth because yeah. they like chocolate and sweets and they don't brush, <laughs> but does bad teeth make you an evil nation? I don't know. 1937. Yeah. How much of the world did they control? Twenty, Roughly 25%. Yeah. So that makes them bad. Name another country that's done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good call. Good point. Yeah. I concede. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> were they bad 2,000 years ago? Because I had read that there was a certain amount of balance, not perfect, but a certain amount of balance uh, amongst the tribes. Obviously, there's always going to be a little tribal warfare because you got to keep the spirits flowing. I get that. But from what I read, that they were doing pretty good in that. You know, the southern half had coinage, the northern half didn't. But then Claudius comes along and kind of bull in a china shop wrecks uh, British culture, as it were. Wow, that's an interesting hot take. <laughs> you think you're blaming Claudius on ruining British culture? <laughs> no, no, I'm well, just saying they're... They were going along, and suddenly comes and goes. I want that, but he's got he's got a, he's got an excuse. He's got a justification, so it's okay. Yeah. So in the year forty three CE, Aulus Aulus Plautius Plautius Aulus Plautius, right? Not to be confused with uh, Suetonius Paulinus, right? Aulus um, Plautius, famous senator apparently, although we know very little about him. I looked him up. We don't really know much about him before this time. Yeah. But he was apparently a senator, according to Dyer, a senator of some renown, renown, mm-hmm. renown, renown, fame. Right. Uh, fame makes a man take things over. Fame. He made a campaign to Britain. Sorry. Yes. Makes you yes. loose, hard to swallow. Well, supposedly, remember when you were talking previously with the uh, Lucius Annius Vinicianus and the um, and Camillus Aruntius Camillus when they had that rise up and attempted revolt against Claudius. There are some historians that think that Plautius was involved in help, helping put that down, and if it is true, then maybe that's why Claudius picked him because you don't want to just give an army to anybody. I mean, he's you know Caligula went through hell. Claudius has already had one revolt against him, and let's be honest, let's ha- remember how Claudius came to power because me personally, I think he was in on the whole thing. So you don't just give an, an army to anybody, but I, it seems that this guy was already loyal, and I think he was connected through family to the royal family. So Probably a safe bet to give him an, an army. He's got some experience, so he gets to lead the invasion, or excuse me, the um, uh, Operation Freedom Loving's People uh, to Britain. <laughs> Spreading freedom to Britannia. Whether they want it now, or not. Now, the, co- the justification, the causes belli, was to restore a guy called Verica, mm-hmm. the king of the Atrebates and an ally of Rome, right. back on the throne. He had been deposed by his eastern neighbours, the Catavolani. Mm-hmm. Now, Verica was probably the son of Commius, guy who had been the king of the Belgic uh, division, nation of the Atrebates back in 57 BCE when good old Big Julie (laughs) went into Gaul (laughs) and kicked their asses. He, he, when he defeated the Atrebates, he made Commius 
King. Oh yeah. Uh, for people who haven't listened to our Julius series, S- Julius series, Caesar? <laughs> Julius Caesar series, you'll love uh, it, love it, love it. I think we also right. I think we also talked about this uh, in the Caligula series as well, or something. But anyway, uh, he made Commius the king. Um, then. Before Caesar's first expedition to Britain in 55 BCE, when he just went, knocked on the door and said, uh, Oi. Anyone home? Yeah. Oh, right, you. Uh, okay, well, uh, pay me some taxes and I'll leave. Okay, thank you, bye, and he left. Right. Commius was sent as Caesar's envoy to persuade the Britons not to resist him before that invasion. Ooh, gotcha. Um, Caesar sent him because we, we think there was a relationship, like the, the Gauls, the Atrobates had a, some sort of a trading relationship existing with the Brit- Britons, Britannians, mm-hmm. uh, which is how Caesar knew it was a real place. Yeah, Because a lot of people, as recall back then, they didn't believe it was even real. Right. They thought it was myth. Yeah. Uh, I still think it's a myth. I don't think it really exists. I think it was invented by Australian parents to, to scare, scare us at night time so we'd go to sleep. Um, uh, the British will come back if you don't eat your breakfast. Um, But he was arrested as soon as he arrived in Britannia. Commius, this is, got handed over to JC after he invaded. Later on, he turned against JC, sided with Vercingetorix during the siege of Elysia. Right. Tried to, anyway. He tried tried to, remember, you know... uh, Caesar circumvallated the fuck out of Vercingetorix in Elysia. Yes. Explain to new listeners what circumvallation sounds sounds sexy, <laughs> but uh, explain to them yeah. what it is. Well, I mean, yeah, he digs, uh, he builds a wall all the way around the base of the height that Vercingetorix was on, also which also includes a trench, but. There was also other reinforcements trying to help Vercingetorix, so he has to build a second one. So he basically walls himself in with his troops, with towers, um, at the base of the height, and just starves out the people on the top while fighting the reinforcements who are trying to come around. So he basically, yeah, he goes, he builds a wall, a great wall, the best wall. People tell me it's the best wall, all the way around, completely around the height that his enemy is on. And he fucking does it twice. There's only been one Caesar. Yeah. So when uh, he had circumvallated uh, <laughs> Elysia, right. Commius tried to get there to sort of support or defend Vercingetorix, yes. but got chased away Fuck. by Mark Antony, had some ca- cavalry division. Antony chased him, cornered him, and they came to an agreement. Right that uh, Commius would stop harassing the Romans. Like, we're going to fuck up Vercingetorix. I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. Um, It's in the cards. And walk away. It seems he may have done a deal with him to make Commius the uh, Roman client king in uh, Britannia. Yes. Because he ended up there. They did some sort of a deal. Then Commius, according to the coins that have been minted, he ended up in Britain um, ran about that time, a little bit after that. So at least by 30 BCE, Commius had established himself as the king of the Atrobates mm-hmm. in Britain. So it's a couple of decades later, but we, we don't really know what happened. Didn't get recorded. Right. So Verica was one of three sons of Commius oh, and uh, succeeded him in about 15 CE, was recognised by Rome as the Rex 
of Britain, the king of Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he, he had some problems. Yeah. Uh, and this is also one of the reasons why Caligula was preparing to invade Britain when he went and collected seashells and received, I think it was uh, Adminius or Aminius who who came across the ocean, was also having trouble over there. Damn. Um, Dio says, Claudius made the decision to evade because a certain Bericus, which is also associated with Verica, had been driven out of the island and persuaded Claudius to send a force. Yeah. So do you have any background here? Do you want to jump in on the background behind this? Uh, no, just that, yeah. So here's an opportunity to establish himself as a military leader. You know the Romans, like the Americans, love a strong man, and Caligula is going to take advantage of this. I mean, things are pretty much calm everywhere else, so he can he can afford to send uh, troops over there. Uh, the next thing I have is the situation, which is rather funny, that goes on in Gaul before they leave for the trip. Yeah, Um I, I think it's fascinating that just after this attempted revolt, mm-hmm. he takes nearly 40,000 troops. He's got four legions. We think the nine Hispana, the second Augusta, the uh, 14th Gemina, and the 20th Valeria Victrix, mm-hmm. plus about 20,000 auxiliary troops, Thracians, Batavians. Yeah. Sends about 40,000 troops in all to Britannia just after an attempted revolt by some of the armies uh, in the Rhine or some of the leaders of the armies in the Rhine. Anyway, um, might be a good reason to get rid of the armies. So (laughs) we're going to send them on an island, put them on an island that's hard to get (laughs) off of because stormy seas, that kind of stuff. I wonder if he... He gave them orders to burn all the ships. Let's just take the armies, right. put them on this little fucking island and burn the ships. Yeah. That way they can't revolt. How many troops did Big JC take oh, nearly 100 years earlier, Ray? Do you recall? Was it, I thought it, mm, was it two legions and some auxiliaries? I honestly can't remember. I remember it was a couple of hundred ships and 13,000, no, uh, uh, 13,000 less than he took. So it was uh, 40,000 minus 27,000 JC took. Okay. Um, So he takes more than JC. Yes. Well, see, that's just it because it's estimated. I, I'm sorry. I just wanted. To, sorry. I just want to throw in real quick. I mean, because at the very least, you know, these people have read there, Julius Caesar. You don't want to have to wage war, stop, regroup, suffer a loss, send for reinforcements. That's all bullshit. If you're going to go in there and if you're going to strike, and Cam, if you want to add in your theory about, I need to get a lot of troops to fuck away from me for a while because the only reason that. That revolt, even though it was over like in, what, nine days or five days, the only reason it was scared the shit out of uh, Claudius to the point where he was thinking about stepping down was because there were several legions that were with uh, the conspirators. So um, maybe, you know, if you're going to invade, do it properly, send enough men the first time, and to maybe get rid of as much of the army as you possibly can until things can cool down in Rome right after this almost revolt. Yeah, like I, uh, yeah. I think that uh, you'd be sending your guys out going, well, which, are the, which are the legions that are, <laughs> you know, where there's rumours that they're less loyal? Right. And uh, the let's the just... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, send, send them across that. 
It's estimated that the uh, the Britons had forty thousand troops. So he's uh, you know they're going up against you know I guess bigger numbers, but of course the Roman troops are far superior in their fighting ability, yeah. and we'll see why in a minute. But um, wanted to point out that one of the legions, the Second Augusta, yeah. that went over was commanded by who? Ray, the future Emperor Vespasian. Yeah, yes. well. I'm not sure if it was actually commanded by him or by his brother. They were both there. I think it yeah. might have been commanded by his brother. He might have been, uh, you know, second in command or something, but he was part of it. Right. But they got a problem. They get to the coastline, and like with uh, Julius Caesar and Caligula, Plautius can't convince them to leave the shores of Gaul. <laughs> it's the end of the fucking world. There's a mist and there's maybe some land over there. And what about the fucking dragons in the water? And are, Is it the end of the world? Are we going to fall off? You want me to go over there when I am sworn to protect Rome? Bitch, that ain't Rome, okay? I am not crossing the water. You know the Romans do not like water sports. Uh, fuck that. And I'm supposed to go over there and risk my life fighting in an unknown land? Hell to the no. <laughs> But JC <laughs> had been there and come back. Everyone knows Dude, that. How many generations ago was it's, that? No, it probably, probably uh, made up. I, I, don't, I don't know anybody lives over there. Have you ever talked to anybody that's been there and come back? Fuck you. I defend Rome. This is the edge of Rome. Well, you know, what it proves is back then, like today, people were just stupid. Doesn't matter how much evidence they have. The world is flat, Cam. People I are just you. stupid. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Like anti-vaxxers. <laughs> uh, COVID's a hoax. Christians. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told you uh, in Inverness when I was in Scotland, there was literally a flat earth society office, a headquarters. Uh, and I just like, I, it was closed <laughs> at the time, but I just wanted to knock on. They go, oh, you got any pamphlets or is there anybody who can give me your, but a fucking office. <laughs> I, I kid you not. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were knocking the door and ask for a job. Right. That'd be a great job. I, I can't get it wrong because it's all made up. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, Claudius can't get these guys to leave. So, Claudius sends his freedman secretary, Narcissus. Oh, okay. To help Claudius convince them to leave. Right. That sounds pretty fucking embarrassing to a senator or military commander when you can't get your troops to get on a fucking boat. And so, Claudius, the emperor, sends his former slave to help you. Sounds pretty fucking... Look, if you can't get it done, I'll just send my former slave, man. Like, yeah. uh, well, not, that sounds pretty embarrassing. It is, but but also think of it from the soldier's point of view. You're there, you're looking up at the dais or stage or whatever, and you're looking at your commander, this guy who is literally going to lead you in a life or death battle, and you, you give him a hard time, you tell him, fuck off, you're not going anywhere. A couple of days later, you're standing in the same spot, you look up at the same spot on the stage, and now there's a... For a freedman, a secretary, uh, someone who's non-military. And he's, I mean, how in the fuck are you supposed to respect this guy? So this is truly comical to these Roman soldiers who are really tough. My commander was standing there, and now there's a scribe, or whatever the fuck you want to call him now, standing there, and I'm supposed to listen to him? Fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, so according to Cassius Dio, they, he get Narcissus, yeah. whose full name, by the way, was uh, Tiberius Claudius Narcissus, yeah. uh, obviously Don't adopted matter. the right. name of, uh, of his uh, benefactor who freed him. Mm-hmm. Um, when he got up to speak, uh, the audience got angrier and angrier, wouldn't let him speak, but suddenly... <laughs> Some bright spark, probably Barry or Stan, planted them there, yelled out, Io Saturnalia! And then everyone took up the chant, Io Saturnalia! They all yelled in one voice, according to Cassius Dio. Right. And it was over. Yeah. What the fuck was that all about, Spelled, right? Well, I guess somebody was using humour, you know, because the Saturnalia, that's when the masters and the slaves switch places for a day uh, and it's it's all done in good fun i think when the sun goes down i can try to remember the exact hour it goes back but but it's literally they switch spots and and again having the commander stand up there and then suddenly have a freedman standing up there it goes along with the joke of saturnalia maybe that broke the tension all right we'll fucking go but uh this is still some bullshit and we think there's dragons out there so however it happened yeah and it is kind of vague uh and and dio they suddenly the, the men just say, okay, we'll do it. Let's go. But the problem is they bitch, they bitch for so long, they're getting a late start to the proper campaigning season, and we are going across the English Channel. We are going to Britain, and so you've got to take the weather into consideration because that can be a bitch. Take the weather, <laughs> take the weather with yeah. you. Um. Now, this Saturnalia where slaves uh, swap places with their masters, if I understand the, the, the history correctly, right. uh, that was when D'Angelo first uh, started fucking Heather. It was a Saturnalia dig because he was your slave. Right. Yes. <laughs> he, got to, he got to take... It was my mechanic. He got to fuck them. And he yeah. uh, gave Heather an oil change and... <laughs> Something. He goes, let me, <laughs> let me put my dipstick me, in there and see if you need tune, filling up. Let me tune that up. Yeah, she said something about places that no man had ever been, and her eyes didn't <laughs> cross for a week. And that's when I knew I probably made a huge mistake. She said, uh, stick it in further. Stick it in further. Stick it in further. All right, he was all the way in now. This is my life, and we're having a good time. Isn't it? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> your life and your wife. Uh, yeah, so Saturnalia for people who haven't heard us talk about this before. It was an ancient Roman festival in honor of the god Saturn, mm. held between the seventeenth of December through to the twenty third of December. There was a sacrifice at the temple of Saturn in the Roman Forum. Big public banquet. Private gift giving, twenty third of December. Gift giving, sound familiar? Sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, um, lots of partying, big carnival atmosphere, yeah. where basically everything, all the all the usual so, social norms of Rome were let let slide. Right. You were allowed to gamble. Um, masters provided table service to the slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they would sort of serve the slaves. The masters became the servants, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, I don't know, it was a crazy, time. wacky yeah. time. Good way to end the year. Common custom. Right. A common custom was that they would elect the king of the Saturnalia. Oh, yeah. 
who would give orders to people that were to be followed, and it was a slave. I think that would be the king, and right. he would be like the the slaves got to just fucking go crazy for a, a week. They figured it out, you know. If you just give them a little something, something, yeah. it's a, it's the same reason why, yeah, gladiator trials or gladiator festivals, whatever you call it. Uh, tournaments right. were popular. Bread and circuses. You got to let the people blow off some steam. <laughs> Kill them. Football games, right. basketball. Oh, we fucking finished that Michael Jordan documentary. Oh, yeah. This uh, the other day. Have you watched that? No. The Last Dance. No, I have not. Is it good? The end. Have we talked about it? Well, you you recommended strongly. Oh, that I, the that whole I thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I also recommended something else strongly to you last week. Did you uh, get into that no. yet? Oh, <laughs> I'm working on that. Yeah, um, boy. Wheels are in motion. Yeah. Wheels are in motion. It's 420 time. <laughs> 420 time. Life of Caesar <laughs> Studios. Oh, yeah. that's going to be fun. Yeah, wheels mm. are in motion. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it will yeah. be. We're going to start a new podcast. <laughs> Cam and Ray get high and just talk about shit. Uh, oh, we're doing that now. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're doing it sober. Oh, well, boo. I am anyway. Um. Where were we? Uh, recommended. Festival. Oh, yes, The Last Dance, yeah. the Chicago oh, Bulls right. documentary. Yeah, yeah, really, really fucking great. Okay. You know me, I hate sport. Uh, don't give a shit about sport. Right. But uh, really, really well-made documentary. Story. Cool. Just like it's it's about, I mean, Jordan being a, a like a supernatural freak god. Right. But also being like the most uh, competitive man on the planet since Alexander the Great. <laughs> this is the... the it's really fat. Like the, the 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 sort of the recurring joke in it almost is they'll be uh, the Bulls will be playing somebody in a final um, and they will lose a game to the other team, right. Utah Jazz or someone like that, and somebody from the other team will like one guy said to. Uh, uh, some, some, one guy said to Jordan as they're walking up the court, "Yeah, good game, MJ." And that's it. Like, all you have to do, after another game, Jordan saw the coach of the opposing team in a restaurant and said hi, and the guy ignored him and walked past him. Oh. And Jordan's like, right. Jordan will take anything, right. any small thing, and askew glance yes. as a slight, as a right. personal insult, and he's like, fuck it. One, one year, like, Carl Malone got made MVP. And he was like, oh, really? You think he's the MVP this year, huh? Right, okay. Fucking, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to show you who's the MVP, motherfucker. Like, like he'll take anything. Right. He'll take anything and use it as motivation just to push himself oh, 150% and push the team right. 150% uh, to get over the edge. It worked. Uh, he's just it must work. F- fucking mercenary right. about it. <laughs> so it's partly about that, but then it's also partly about, like, for years – he was the greatest player in the NBA, but the the Bulls couldn't win a couldn't win a championship yes. even with Jordan on. So they get so then they make Phil Jackson the coach, um, and Phil uh, comes up with it. Well, you know, uses this new strategy that another guy had been trying to get them to pick up the triangle strategy, and they wouldn't do it. And Phil picked it up and ran with it. Then they started winning. Then MJ leaves. His father dies, and he goes plays basketball for eighteen months, two years, and they can't win. Without MJ, the, you know, the greatest team in the NBA can't wow. win without one guy. He couldn't win by himself. Oh, then he learned to start passing the ball. Yes. 
part of the thing that Phil Jackson said is you've got to pass the ball. If you're always the guy scoring, the other guys know who to take down. Right. If they don't know where it's coming from, they don't know where to focus. So he had to start passing the ball to Pippen and Steve Kerr right. and these other guys, Paxson. Let them score the winning shots while everyone was focused on MJ. He could he'd just pass it. Then he left and they lost. He came back um, and they started winning again. But uh, and then they got Rodman in too. So it was him, Rodman, and Pittman. Right. In the Pippen in the, in the like these three guys are like fucking three gods <laughs> in the front yeah. with the other guys. But it's but it's but then when Phil Jack when they were getting rid of Phil Jackson, they weren't going to renew his contract after '98. Um, you know, Jordan left. And he said, no, you know, Phil goes, I go. That's it. That kind of loyalty wow. to his coach. I think yes. it was kind of – he was done anyway. He was kind of old and tired yeah. and worn out. And But it's just – like the, the fascinating thing is about the dynamics of it. Right. Jordan by himself couldn't win. The team without Jordan couldn't win. It, it had to be – yeah, it had to be everybody. It had to be the coach, the team. Then Phil Jackson goes to the Lakers and they start winning three-peats. <sighs> Um, you know, yeah. so, he was you know, he takes the Lakers to victory. Right. So great coach, but he needs the right people, the right strategy. It's it's yeah. all of these different fucking recipe, elements in the recipe, yeah. you know, and it's it's really, really, really well done. Great documentary. Anywho, I'll shut up about that. Uh, where was I? Teamwork. Well, I tell you, no, this is something I, yeah. to bring it back to history. I kept saying to Chrissy, it reminds me a lot of all the shows that we've done. Caesar, Alexander, my Napoleon show. Um, Jordan is a great leader. Mm-hmm. Like he would berate his teammates. His, he, like he was a bully. He was mean as fuck Damn. when he was, um, you know, in practice, right. according to all of them, like a real bully. He even punched Steve Kerr in the eye once <laughs> during a practice session. Uh, well, Kurt punched him first, but it was because he was getting on his shit. Yeah. But, um, but he like Jordan's attitude was: listen, I'm the best fucking player that's ever lived. You want to be on my team? Yeah. You think you deserve a spot on my Ooh. team? You need to step the fuck up right. and be as good as I am and work as hard as I work. If you can't bring it, then you don't deserve to be on my team. Fuck off. Go do something else. Damn. So he was that kind of a just mean bully leader to get the best out of these guys, whereas Phil Jackson was a bit more cuddly, I think. He was like, yeah, no, everyone, I care about you and I want you to be your best. He was a big teddy bear and and Jordan was the bully. But he was a leader. Like he drove everybody to be the best, like Caesar or Alexander. But he also, he, he never asked anyone to do something he wasn't willing That's to do true. to get back to history, right? Yes, Alexander. So, like, remember Caesar? Yes. Caesar was on the front lines. Alexander on the front lines, out in front of the battle. Napoleon, front lines. Yeah. S- you know, sleeping in a little tent bed, in a tent, out with his guys, in the rain, in the mud, Every step of the way, the, the kings of Europe are in their fucking palaces right. while they send their guys out. You didn't to see die. the king of England or the emperor of Russia on the front lines, mm. man. They're all back cosy sitting behind a fire. Napoleon's out there yeah. uh, in the mud, in the rain, uh, marching, doing difference. the whole fucking thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Jordan had that. Like He was like, listen, I'm the first guy at practice in the morning. I'm the last guy there. At night, mm-hmm. I'm I'm working harder than anybody else, and I'm already the greatest player who ever lived. So I can fly, motherfucker. So you know, if I can fly and I still work this hard, 
<laughs> what are you going to do? Right? right. <laughs> you will not outwork. I don't know. Me. So, uh, yeah, just as a, it, it's really a documentary about leadership and teamwork and, um, yeah, it's great. Really great. Cool. Really, really good. Cool. Yeah, deserves all of the uh, hype. Uh, yeah, or the hype and the plaudits that it's got. Uh, you know, I thought, oh, yeah, Americans in their fucking sport, blah, 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 blah. But uh, no, no. Cool. Deserves it. Anyway, where was I? Saturnalia. Saturn. Yes. Now, uh, Catullus, the poet, the, our favourite poet, mm-hmm. um, I will fuck you in the ass and fuck <laughs> you in the mouth, uh, called it the best of days, probably because there was a lot of fucking of asses and mouths, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, now, so what's going on, as you said, uh, on the shores of Gaul is a former slave is getting up and giving orders. Somebody realised the humour in that. Yes. And they all just said, oh, okay, well, if a slave tells us, a former slave tells us to do it, that's different. We will do it. So apparently that was what was needed to get them over the hump. But I still think pretty embarrassing to Plautius. If If I was Plautius... I'd be decimating the motherfuckers. I'll be like, all right, <laughs> all right. time for Sons you to bitches. start killing each yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then we'll see how long it takes for you to start following orders. Yeah. I don't know about decimation, but he does seem to, I guess, get over it because when they're there, he is very effective. So, again, um, uh, yeah, I would have been pissed and I would have taken that personally. But, you know, he's probably got to remember he was handpicked by Claudius to do this. And as we're going to see a little later on, he and Claudius have got a little... Scheme set up, so he's got to he's got to focus on what's important here and not worry about slights. So they finally get over there. They left it a bit late, as you said. The sea was a bit choppy, but they they get there safely. Uh, most historians think they arrived on the coast of Kent near a place called Rick Richborough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my fucking br- British pronunciations on. <laughs> I think it's Richborough. I did look it up. Sounds right. Um, in 2008, two ditches at the site were discovered that were dated to the Roman period. Wow. Um, and they're uh, assumed to have been established by the Britons as protection against the invasion. But when the Romans landed, yeah. there was no one there to greet them. Crickets. Yeah. Well, it was either the Britons didn't want to give pitched battle again because they know how fierce the Romans are, or maybe there just wasn't good intelligence and the Romans were able to come without anybody having enough time to organize anything. So either way, the, the important thing for the Romans, especially the ones who are fearful of traveling by water, they're able to land unopposed. They get they uh, disembark. They And now Plautius has got his troops and now it's ready to time to move inland and go look for these sons of bitches. Yeah, but if there's a good time uh, to pick off someone, oh, yeah. if Gallipoli has taught us anything, oh, yeah. if it's a good time to pick off, it was when they're getting off boats. I completely agree. Someone fucked up big time. That is the time that you hit someone, you drive them back into the sea, they drown because they got their armor on, that, and you set fire to their boats. That is the time, whether they had a different strategy, and I think they did. I think they were going to trade space for time. I think they were going to lead... Um, 
the Romans on a goose chase between all these, you know, the, the swamps, the forests or whatever. They would get frustrated. They would leave. But that is not what Plautius is made of because he goes a hunting for them. I think you're right. They should have fought at the beach, but I think their their plan that they chose was to, we'll just leave this guy in a wild goose chase. He doesn't know this place and he'll get frustrated and leave. But um, Plautius is on orders from God and this time God is Claudius. Well, <coughs> I read that Maybe the British didn't believe the Romans would actually make the trip. Ah, um, just, yeah, a bit like they the didn't think Hitler would really invade Poland. <laughs> so right. say what you want about the British, they're at least consistent. Um, <laughs> no, those fuckers. Oh, oh, they got some ships over there. Ooh, oh, are they getting on the ships? Ooh, oh, are they taking on? Ooh, okay, <laughs> shit, maybe they are coming. Ah, oh, fuck, it's too late. <laughs> run away, fuck, run, run away, away, run away to the swamps. Yeah, fuck you, pick one last time. <laughs> but the point is, someone screwed up. Big time. <laughs> Take it with you. Pick it up. Carry it. <laughs> Keep your dick in it. Part. Just run. Stick it on the end of your dick and run. Never, but they screwed yeah, up. Yeah, never played, you know, <laughs> dick dick and pig run. That's my favorite game. Put the, Pick up your dick. Pick up your pig. Put your dick in it. Run. Jiggles <laughs> around. Squeals. Oh, oh, so much fun. Oh. <laughs> and I'm there. <laughs> Huge penis. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> when they realized the Romans had landed, the British, as you said, decided not to fight them in a pitched battle, decided to use guerrilla tactics yeah. to try and wear them down in the hope <laughs> that the Romans would go, oh, fuck this for a joke, and there's nothing here worth taking anyway, and leave it's like still true. JC <laughs> did, with nothing really to show for it. But. No. no. Claudius, unlike JC, yeah. when JC went to Britain, he didn't have anything left to prove. He was J fucking C, right. motherfucking C. He was yeah. JMFC was his full <laughs> initials, yeah. motherfucking, just MFJC. And he didn't have a boss. Um, yeah. Claudius needs, he needs a win here. He, if he yes. comes back, he, he knows that they made fun of Caligula. When he came That's back right. without without finishing the job, oh, so he's like, no, 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 no. Listen, Plautius, old son, whatever happens, yeah. you come back either with your shield or on it, motherfucker. Damn right. No coming, right. no coming back until yeah. the job is done, son. <laughs> but to his credit. He does move forward, and he's able to meet up with one of the uh, Atravate's uh, kings, Caractacus. Now, of course, there's a big difference between the British armies and the Roman armies, mm -hmm. Ray. What, what are the big differences between the two? Oh, God, how should I put this nicely so I don't hurt anybody's feelings in the UK? Um, the Romans are professionally trained soldiers. They're professional soldiers. They're there for at least 16 years. They have weapons. They have equipment. They have training. They have experience. <sighs> Versus the Britons, who are just big, hairy guys who probably scream and get drunk and yell charge, and they have chair. Some of the officers have chariots, which the Romans hate, but I imagine it's a lot less disciplined um, and properly less properly executed than what the Romans would do. So, chaos versus science. Well, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. um, also, the British troops at the time are made up of levies. They're just yeah, like like uh, Greek armies before Alex or before Philip, right? And Alexander, like they're just they're Show guys. Up. Yeah, uh, you know, hey, Ray, uh, <laughs> can you come and fight in the army for I, a month? I can until I get to do the crops, um, but I'll give you a month. 
And it, I'd appreciate it if we didn't yeah. fight anybody. Yeah. Oh, can you bring your own weapons too and your own armor? Well, I don't I have don't, any <laughs> fucking armor. What do I need fork? armor for? I'm a, I'm a farmer. <laughs> yeah, well. Not even a good one. I have a pitchfork. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your pitchfork and uh, come an and join us on the battlefield to fight. I, I have a leather apron. <laughs> yeah, well, that's better than nothing, quite <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, here I come. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what about my pig? Oh, you can bring your pig, but you, we might have to eat it after you fuck it. No, not Jolene. Um, look, just just try, keep. You can keep the haunches. Right. You can keep the ass section. That's all I need. Uh, in case you get lonely. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll eat the rest of it. And the head. You can keep the head. Oh. In case you feel like a blowjob. Um, now, of course, so they're going up against, like, the greatest armed force the planet has ever seen at that point. Yeah. Uh, Ro- Romans have got armour, they, you know, they're trained, uh, blah, blah, Artillery. blah. blah. They've got strategies, yes. tactics, uh, turtles. <laughs> They've got the whole deal. Um, right. The Britons also had big, long, sort of slashing broadswords. Mm-hmm. Um, so before before they could get even close to the Romans with those swords, they're going to lose lots of men with Roman javelins. Yes. Then they get into hand-to-hand combat. They've got this big, long fucking sword. They're trying to swing, and the Romans have their gladius. They're like, ha, stab, 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 bitch. Jab, move, jab, move. So, right. yeah. yeah. So, um they knew, I mean, they knew from past experience uh, with JC and also from what they'd heard from Gaul that your most successful tactic here is to be like Ho Chi Minh. Right. And, uh, you know, you come up out of holes in the ground at night when people are having dinner or sleeping, cut a throat, fucking run off, back down your hole. <laughs> Surprise attacks, ambushes. Right. Uh, like you know, just, yeah, get in, get out. Yeah. You know, not, not face-to-face, you right. know. <laughs> Never get it. Never. Sorry. Don't even know I was there. Choo-choo! Choo-choo! <laughs> Smoke a cigarette. And Done. the likes. <laughs> why Why have I still suddenly leaking? Why am I leaking all of a sudden? I don't, I don't know. It's not Thursday. It's not D'Angelo Day. Ray, What's going on? Damn it. I told you. It's like that. Yeah. Anyway. You're speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> she, she hears us. Arriba, arriba, andale, andale. You're in, you're out. <laughs> oh, you're making me. Anyway. Oh, yeah. pretty lady. <laughs> um, and, of course, the Roman army had a supply system right. too. They knew about supply chains. Uh, they could campaign endlessly because yeah. they had a supply chain organised, whereas, you know, the farmers had to go back home for their farm. If they didn't go and farm... Then the entire population starved right, next season. because they yeah sucks. they probably didn't have granaries and that kind of stuff either. So very unfair battle. Whereas the yeah. Romans can just fight for an entire year and keep going. There's, you know, there's, they or set up a permanent occupation if they want. Yeah. So Plautius gives battle to uh, Togodumnus. Uh-huh. The king of the Catavalloni tribe and his brother Caractacus defeats them both. Then he makes, uh, but they they get away. Then he makes a treaty with another tribe, the Baduni. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh shit, we're 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 done, we're out. (laughs) But then he keeps going and he comes to a river. Yeah, 
And the uh, the the Catavallani are on the other side of the river. Yeah. They apparently think uh, he couldn't cross the river without a bridge, so they camped on the other side of the river and just basically, you know, exposed their buttocks <laughs> to him. Right. Sneered. Rolled up some well, bad joints. I sneer in your general direction. Yeah. yeah. See, I blow my nose at you. <laughs> um, now, what they didn't know yes. was that Plautius had some Germans. Oh, fucking Germans. And Germans like to swim in full body armour because <laughs> Germans are fucking crazy. If it's one thing I think we can all agree right. on, it's Germans are fucking crazy. Batshit crazy. Every single German, batshit crazy. Including those of you listening to this. You know it's true. Don't give take, me that look. Take pride. Take pride in your craziness. Yeah. yeah. Take pride yeah. in it. You're crazy. It. You're all crazy. Own that shit. Yes. Remember, Own it. Remember the 20,000 auxiliaries that we mentioned besides the four legions? These Germans are some ah. of them, and they're fucking hardcore, and Plautius knows how to use them. Yes. So... <laughs> Apparently, the British failed to appreciate how fucking crazy the Germans are. Now, how often does that story appear in the history books? Yeah, a couple. couple. (laughs) Yeah, a couple chapters. (laughs) How long is it going to take for the British to wake up? One day they will. (laughs) How fucking crazy the Germans are. I don't know. Yeah. Right now, I know there's people in England going, Angela Merkel. (laughs) Okay. What's she gonna yeah. do? Ooh. Man, Merkel's Ooh, like, hey, I'll fucking, she's putting her armor on. She's getting ready to swim, swim the channel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> channel. channel. She could take the channel, but she's gonna swim the channel Just instead because she's fucking in, German. In she's armor. crazy with armor in on. Armor, exactly. Yeah, fully with a horse. She's gonna drag a horse behind her <laughs> while she goes For across. Fun. Sneak attack. Yes. Turn up in England in the middle of the Ha-ha. night, kill a bunch of people, and swim back. Yeah. Now, so the Germans crossed the river during the night, but when they did, they didn't attack the troops. What did they do, Ray? No, they took it one level down below that. They wounded or killed the horses. So the chariots, the cavalrymen, scouts, sending messages, all these guys are trapped on foot. And the Romans make the, the Romans are like Pepe Le Pew. They might not run at you. They'll just do a, an organized walk, but they will keep up with anybody who's running away. So now it's even footing. The the uh, Britons can't get away. They can't do a lot, and they rely on their horses. They certainly rely on their chariots. And now that huge advantage has been taken away from them, not to mention psychological warfare. Mm, killing the horses. It's fucking cold. It's- so you can't get away. All of the um, all of the British troops woke up with a horse head <laughs> in their in their bed beside the sheep head. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, pig head. <laughs> the, 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 the pig head. <laughs> They're like, hmm, choices. Yeah. No, wait, Threesome. wait. This is a bad sign. What am I doing? Threesome. <laughs> Sorry. Options. <laughs> Child threesome. Not cool. Not cool, Romans. Not cool. <laughs> I would suck his dick. Said the pig right? Um So then Claudius sends over Sabinus and his brother Vespasian. Mm-hmm. 
With the uh, bulk of the invasion force spearheaded by the second Augusta. And they swam across and just started killing everyone. Just not a full-on battle, but just like the Vietnamese. They're sneaking up, cutting throats, stabbing, ninja style, messiah style. Don't forget, (laughs) Vespasian was the messiah. That's right. According to whom, Ray? Shit. Um, Nope. Going. According to Josephus, the uh, okay. late first century Jewish historian slash turncoat, um, he basically declared Vespasian as the Messiah of the I, Jews. I think he was wrong. I don't know. I wasn't there. Was he, though? Or was he? Well, if you're the Messiah and you're dead and gone, does it matter? <laughs> You're going to see there's no such thing as a dead messiah. <laughs> Did he come back to life? Because mine, Jesus, came back to life, according mm. to Barry and Stan. Uh, Did Vespasian come back to life? No, well, yours so didn't I, come I back to life, actually. Yeah, yours didn't did. come back to life. Oh, he no, rose he to appeared as he a sp- He appeared right. as a spirit. That's kind of lively. Yeah, well, Vespasian, like all good emperors, just became a god afterwards. He just went straight just to, you promoted. know, like Jesus did, just became a god. So yeah. all the same. Boop. Yeah. Right to God. Vespasian okay. was the Messiah. So, many, you know. Who prays to him? How many people? What's his numbers? Do we know? It's a number, it doesn't. Yeah, numbers <laughs> don't. It's like podcasts. It doesn't matter how many people listen to your podcast. If it's good, it's good. Yeah, if it's the it's real content. deal, it's the real deal. Right. You could have, right. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're the messiahs of history podcasting. I personally right. am the messiah of history. Po- I fucking oh, invented never, long-form history podcasting. I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned that down. to you. but A couple times. Uh, yeah. I never doubted it. I never doubted it, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I'm going to get you a T-shirt made up saying there's, there ain't no such thing as a dead messiah, <laughs> and I want you to wear it around uh, bumfuck Virginia, wherever you live. Yeah, because that would do well to... Uh, Ingratiate yeah. me with the locals. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Anywho, uh, the Britons didn't run away. They stuck around, gave battle the next day. That is the Battle of the Medway, probably oh. close to the River Medway, now on the uh, now in the English county of Kent. And it was a close thing until our old friend Lieutenant Gator from Battlestar Galactica, who was there. Right. Same guy who walked into the fucking desert the previous year, prayed to the strange gods for water. So in this one battle, you've got the Messiah, Vespasian, and the guy who talks to gods in the African desert. Yeah. Testicular fortitude. Yeah, yeah. He did the dance. He did I mean, the rain dance and the how gods can you? Listened. How can they be beaten? They've got two no, people who can't. can talk to the gods. It's, no. it's uh, you know, they've got all the gods covered too. Um, you know what? He apparently leads. They, they were gated. <laughs> they were gated, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were messiahed. He um, <laughs> apparently makes a daring attack, nearly gets captured, Manages to turn right. the tables in one so convincingly that afterwards wow. he was awarded the Ornamenta Triumphalia, which, as yeah. we know, a very rare honour for somebody who hadn't even been a consul. 
So it must have yeah. been some fucking great win. But then again, he could talk to gods and make it rain. So, so you know, he, uh, who, doubt, who would him. ever doubt that this guy? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Whatever. What do you need next? Yeah. I'm, I can do yeah. miracles all yeah. fucking week long until Saturday. I take yeah. the day off. But yeah. yeah. So fuck, yeah. he does it. He pulls it off and it's another military victory for the Romans. Yeah. Well, that's where we're going to leave in the middle of the Battle of Britannia, the invasion of Britannia, uh, we'll be back next time when uh, we will hear Ray say, I would suck his dick. Like Jesus. Huge penis. Huge. I can't. I can't. Oh, so fuck me. And it will be a. This has a happy ending. Because. I'm coming. Thank you.